Carlin. I'm Amber Gregarian with the Independent, New York City's progressive newspaper and website. You can find us online at indypendent.org. I'm joined by John Tarleton, the Indies Editor-in-Chief, and you are listening to WBAI 99.5 FM. Before we continue with our second segment, I want to encourage everyone who can do so to give generously to WBAI and help keep shows like this on the air. You can give by calling 516-620-3602 or going straight to the website, give number two, org, And again, that phone number is 516-620-3602 or go to give number two, org. You can make a one-time donation or better yet, sign up on as a WBAI buddy for as little as $10 per month or more and help keep WBAI and shows like this on the air. So many great programs uh, will be on WBAI later tonight, every day, every night, every morning, afternoon. You make it happen, and we'll be sharing that phone number again later in the show. Yes. Hi, John. Thanks, John. And one more time, the phone number is 516-620-3602 or go to give the number two wbai.org and now turning to our second segment in 2019 in a groundbreaking step for u.s cities new york city passed the climate mobilization act which is commonly referred to as the new york city green new deal this act is basically a bundle of 10 bills that should keep the city in line with emissions reduction targets set by the paris climate agreement One of these bills in the act, Local Law 97, requires big buildings to cut their greenhouse gas emissions 40% over the next decade. The work needed to modify the buildings would create more than 100,000 jobs for New York City over the next decade. Governor Andrew Cuomo snuck a measure in his proposed 2022 state budget that would gut this Local Law 97. As it is now, Local Law 97 will significantly cut New York City's greenhouse gas emissions by updating dirty buildings, as well as create tens of thousands of these needed jobs. As Cuomo and his real estate buddies hope to see the law change, they could thwart momentum toward building a greener, cleaner city with good union jobs. Joining us to speak about the importance of this issue and what exactly is going on is Pete Sikora, Climate and Inequality Campaigns Director at New York Communities for Change. Pete, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Could you explain to us um, how Local Law 97 should work and how Cuomo is trying to change it? Uh, Sure. Um, New York City's largest source of climate heating pollution is energy use in buildings. That's about 70% of the city's climate pollution. And an enormous amount of that comes from wasted energy. Um, So Local Law 97 covers large buildings, and it requires them to slash their energy waste. And that means raising their energy efficiency, which means renovating and improving buildings, which employs a lot of people. So that's why we uh, call it the potentially the beginning of a Green New Deal for New York City. And what kind of buildings are considered big buildings? Uh, uh, and who the, owns them? 
Well, it's a great question. These are buildings over 25,000 square feet. So that's like half the size of a football field. So like six stories and up basically is 25,000 square feet. Um, so everything from one world trade center down to like a six story tall building. Um, and so, uh, the, the real estate industry, uh, large building owners, uh, particularly entities like the Trump organization, uh, Durst, Rudin related, large, deep pocketed, um, owners own these buildings. And so they are now on the hook to clean up um, their buildings and slash the pollution coming from them. And what would cleaning up the buildings look like? Well, it depends on the building. Um, so the law doesn't tell you specifically what you have to do. Rather, it sets a level uh, per square foot of pollution that you can't exceed. So for depending on the building, that can include anything from operating the boiler correctly uh, going from incandescent light bulbs to LEDs. Those are simple things. Um, more complicated things would be more efficient HVAC systems, better insulation, um, green roofs. Those are the kinds of things that will create large numbers of green jobs as buildings slash their pollution in the coming decades to comply with the law. Unless the governor gets his way and passes uh, this legislation that he's proposing attached to his budget, uh, which would gut the law. Right. And, um, you know, one thing that I don't think uh, people realize uh, with some of these, uh, you know, luxury super towers that have, have been built in recent years. I mean, I mean, you have things like, uh, you know, uh, heated swimming pools up on the top of the yeah. roof uh, all winter. Uh, yeah, just uh, unbelievable you know, luxury, you know, luxury uh, yeah. items that we can uh, uh, the 99 percent can scarcely imagine and. Part of them being able to enjoy that is they're just uh, burning up uh, unbelievable amounts of uh, energy. Yeah, that describes uh, one of those super tall uh, luxury towers, 157 on 57th Street, is per square foot one of the worst polluters in the city. It's a super polluter, and it's covered by this law. And um, while I, I haven't uh, got an apartment or anything in there, so I don't exactly know what's going on inside. Wait, there, 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 there's no, uh, there's no uh, community organizers uh, living at uh, one. You know, uh, not not so much. I don't think. You know, uh, maybe the very posh sort of community organizer. I guess. Um, yeah, I, no, I, heard, I mean, yeah, I heard yeah. A Rod and J Lo were moving out, so you know. <laughs> let's get let's get a place together, John. We should we should go in. Maybe. Uh, WBAI can uh, can float us if they get a lot of donations today. Yeah, um, that would take a whole lot of donations, and and, and I promise our <laughs> listeners we'll uh, put it to better use than that. Uh, <laughs> I just want to keep this uh, radio station on the air uh, first things first. Totally, totally. Well, you know, you make a really good point. So, uh, buildings like the like Trump Tower. Uh, are also super polluters. Uh, Trump Tower is a good example of per square foot, a super inefficient building. So not only is it a big building that emits a lot of pollution because it uses its boiler and it its electricity runs on a dirty grid, but also per square foot, it's extremely inefficient because it's uh, a poorly main, uh, run building and a poorly designed building from an energy efficiency perspective. So the law requires those types of buildings uh, to clean up because they are over the levels at which they should be polluting. So you can imagine the real estate industry does not love that. And so they've gone to the governor to try and uh, gut that law at the state level. Yeah. And speaking about the growth of luxury apartment buildings in New York and the real estate industry's impact on what seems like so much of our lives here. Um, could you just 
talk a little bit more about Cuomo's relationship with them and why they might be influencing him? You know, it is a extremely close uh, relationship lubricated by enormous amounts of money. So the Real Estate Board of New York is the uh, kind of 800-pound gorilla of campaign contributions. Uh, and all of its members, the large developers, are like 400-pound gorillas each. So between them, they've given over $10 million to Governor Cuomo's campaigns. And so he is delivering for them all the time by trying to hold back uh, good housing laws, gut existing housing laws, and in this case, try to eviscerate legislation that would start to begin what we hope will become a Green New Deal in New York by requiring these large buildings um, to slash their pollution, which employs many thousands of people. Yeah, can you elaborate on that a little bit and um, give us a sense of the the kind of jobs that would be done and, and uh, yeah, the, yeah, the it's really who would do them and the unions so, that might represent them. Yeah, this is this is construction and renovation work. So the kinds of jobs that are getting created here are first in assessment and design to figure out what to do with the building, and then all of the hands-on improvements in the building and the operations. So that's everything from electrical work, to insulation, to pipes, to new HVAC, roofs, every kind of building trade job here um, and is, is, is implicated. And so it's a lot of work and a lot of new jobs. But these are very similar jobs to existing jobs, just more of them. So that's particularly important for our organization because we represent uh, a lot of people from low-income communities of color. Those communities are the first uh, to be fired and the last to be hired. Um, so the crisis has hit particularly hard in NYCC's membership. But if these kinds of policies are passed, there'll be more employment in construction and renovation, which will get people hired who otherwise wouldn't be getting work. Um, and it's a lot of work. It's tens of thousands of jobs this decade that will be created by this law. And we surely need those jobs. Um, yeah, very much so. It's a real, yeah. it's a real crisis out there. Yeah. Um, well, we will be wrapping up this segment in about thirty seconds, Pete. But quickly tell um, our listeners how they can learn more about this issue and what they can do to oppose it if they choose to. Well, you know, they can uh, go to um, New York State Focus and read a story that's on their website that describes the issue in detail. And people should call their assembly members and their senators and urge them to stop Governor Cuomo and Rebney's attack on Local Law 97. That's extremely valuable. Do it right now. Pick up your phone, call your assembly member, your senator at the state level, and urge them to stop Governor Cuomo's attack on Local Law 97. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Everyone make that call. And thank you, Pete, for joining us. We really appreciate it.